The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. You've got questions? Well, today, Dr. Mark Stengler has answers. We're taking your health-related calls and questions today. It's time for The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Michael Brown is the director of the Coalition of Conscience and president of Fire School of Ministry. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Welcome, friends, to today's broadcast. This is Michael Brown. For many years, we have reserved our Friday broadcast for Q&A. You've got questions. We've got answers. But today we're doing something different. My friend and physician, my doctor, Dr. Mark Stengler, is joining us today. He has been voted the leading naturopathic doctor in America, actually voted doctor of the decade, author of dozens of books, uh, daily newsletter. He's had TV, radio shows, and and uh, we've been using his supplements, his health supplements for years, and we partnered together to help you as best as we can, and we said, well, let's just do a show where I can ask him questions, but you can call in today. So any health-related question, whether it's COVID-related, whether it's nutrition-related, just general health-related question, any question you have, we're going to take calls, but instead, Dr. Stengler is going to be answering your questions. This is going to be Ask Dr. Stengler Your Medical Questions. So here's the number to call, 866-34-TRUTH, 866-348-7884. Uh, Mark, welcome to the broadcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, Michael. Great to be with you. Well, it is, it is a joy to, to have you, and I, I want to start off just by asking about the philosophy of being a naturopathic doctor. What, what's different in your approach than traditional Western medicine? Yeah, well, yes, as a naturopathic medical doctor, essentially when I went to medical school, we were trained in a variety of different uh, types of systems. So we were trained in the regular stuff people are familiar with, diagnosis, lab tests, x-rays, MRIs, pharmaceutical drugs, minor surgery, things like that. But um, also trained in other areas such as nutrition, supplements, natural hormones, intravenous nutrient therapy, uh, Chinese medicine, things like this. So when we see patients, what we try and do is look at the person holistically. We try and use modern technology to figure out what's going on with them. And then if possible, we try and treat them with diet, exercise, stress reduction, prayer, um, things of that nature. But if the patient needs uh, pharmaceutical medications or needs surgery or or invasive tests and things like that, we do that. So we basically use the diagnostics very similarly, but our treatment off, uh, often differs. We try and use the least invasive treatments first, if possible. Obviously, in acute situations, you know, may not be able to do that. But just a different philosophy in how to treat people. And then, of course, by using more natural techniques whenever possible, the risk of side effects drops dramatically. The ability to work with the healing systems of the body works much better. And when you talk about chronic disease, we really have a lot to offer. This is what the scientific literature has shown in the last 20 years. When you're trying to prevent and treat chronic illnesses, certainly a lot of these nutritional therapies have a lot to offer um, in terms of helping people, again, prevent and and treat chronic health problems. All right, so I've got a question about the human body and mushrooms. 
when we started, Nancy and I started following the guidelines of Dr. Joel Furman, his health nutrition guidelines and changed our lifestyles dramatically. Uh, he emphasized every day having greens, beans, onions, mushrooms, berries, seeds. And in your immune wellness supplement that I take daily, and we'll let our folks know about how to get these at a, at a special discount, but the immune wellness, it, it, it uses mushrooms. So what, what do mushrooms have to do with immunity? How did God set this thing up? Yeah, it's very interesting. Well, mushrooms have actually been used in other cultures medicinally for thousands of years. So in Asian medicine, Japan, China, places like that, they've been recognized for their ability to help the immune system, to help prevent infections, to help treat infections. And so modern research has shown that mushrooms contain these very unique substances. Uh, the general category is called polysaccharides, which is just a fancy way of saying long sugar chain. Not bad sugars, but good sugars. And more specific, they contain these substances called beta-glucans. And so when we ingest mushrooms and these beta-glucans are absorbed into our intestines, we actually get an immune response. It actually heightens our immune response. And so we get cells like our natural killer cells, which kill bacteria and viruses, things like that, as well as cancer cells, get activated and they function at a higher level. Now, in Japan and China, interestingly, oncologists prescribe these mushroom extracts like the maitake, the Coriolis. They prescribe them as cancer drugs, actually. They inject them into patients. They give them orally. Uh, they're considered cancer drugs. They have hundreds of published studies on them, showing they're safe and effective. And over here in the West, people can get them as dietary supplements in terms of immune enhancement. And again, mimicking, we do mimic, at least what I do with patients, we mimic what the published literature has shown in terms of enhancing the immune system in a safe and effective fashion. So very, very interesting, and few doctors are, are aware that there's hundreds of published studies on these, what we call, medicinal mushrooms. Mm. So we're not, we're not talking about the mushrooms that people would have done in the psychedelic days, right? We're not talking <laughs> about, not, not that kind no, of... No, no, but it seems like those are making their way into psychiatry these days, too. Amazing. Amazing. All right, friends, we're going to go to your phone calls shortly, 866-348-7884. Can you just give us a hint of, of the miracle of the human body in, in terms of some of the things that God put in us with regard to immunity, you know, the whole question about vaccines and then what if you had COVID or other things, uh, being immune, how, how does this actually work where you get sick, but then the body counteracts that? Yeah, so when you look at the immune system, um, it really goes against any type of Darwinian evolution type theory. The immune system is multi-layered, multifaceted, has many, many specialized cells. It has a, a vast communication network uh, that not only communicates amongst different immune cells, but communicates with our bone marrow, communicates with our brain, communicates with our digestive system. Very, very complex. And while we understand a lot of it, there's more being discovered all the time. But basically, you can look at it in three different lines of protection, if you will. We have the physical barriers, like our skin. We have the mucous membranes that line our respiratory tract, digestive tract, our reproductive tract. Then we have a second line of defense, what they call the innate immune system, also referred to as the nonspecific. And these are like white blood cells that go around in our bloodstream, our lymphatic system, maybe per terms like macrophages, which are little Pac-Man that go up and recognize and gobble up viruses and bacteria and fungi, things that are foreign to the body. Natural killer cells uh, attack these organisms too, also attack cancer cells. And so they will gobble up or destroy, you know, these intruders to begin with. They also then take 
a part of the protein, let's say from a virus, and then they present it to another part of the immune system. We call the adaptive immune system. And this is where you hear about the antibodies, uh, B cells, which make antibodies for an immune response. Uh, you have T cells, which also give a response to whatever is invading the body as well. In addition, our immune system releases all sorts of different types of signals, awakening the immune system, getting a response. It really redu- releases things like cytokines, these uh, chemical-like uh, ingredients, if you will, that mediate an inflammation and immune response, other proteins like complement. And so they're basically saying, hey, to the immune system, wake up, we've got a problem here, let's take care of it. So, you know, it's a poor analogy, but some of analogy people may understand. It's like you take all the different divisions of our wonderful armed forces, Navy, Marines, Navy field, um, et cetera, and all working together in harmony to take care of a problem. So very impressive. Yeah, uh, amazing. Hey, friends, let me just encourage you, if you haven't gone there yet, vitaminmission.com. We've never worked with a partner in our 13 years on the radio as an official sponsor. Dr. Stengler is very careful about who he partners with in this regard. Vitaminmission.com, all of the health supplements that Dr. Stengler's uh, organization produces. There are a number of them I've taken daily for years with great personal benefits to supplement my healthy eating. You'll find out about a code you could use there. You get a special discount when you do this, especially for our listeners and viewers. And then with every order, there's a donation made to our ministry. So vitaminmission.com. And last quick question, and then we're going to go to to the phones, 866-348-7884. Any health-related question you have, love to hear from you today. So when you actually manufacture these health supplements, the, the woman largely involved with this that, that set us up in the process, partnering together, was explaining things to some of my colleagues, but there are rigorous standards that you, you go by. What makes this different than just maybe something you could just get in the store somewhere, inexpensive? You know, what's the difference between supplements that are produced at the highest standard versus what you can just pick up somewhere else? Yeah, I think there's a few different things you know, people need to realize. And as we all know, there's many, many different supplements out there, and they range from, you know, poor quality and potency all the way up to excellent, you know, and you can see examples by numerous companies in all the different categories. What I did years ago was, uh, you know, again, being a naturopathic medical doctor, I basically wanted formulas that I would use in my clinic with patients, so therapeutic formulas. Not only that, they had to be very pure, you know, when you come to an integrative clinic like ours, you certainly get patients who have a lot of sensitivity to chemicals and fillers and, and, you know, dyes and things like that. So what I did was when I make these formulas, I look and see what the published studies use for dose. Now, what you'll find with a lot of supplements out there, they have things maybe that were in the studies, but they're only using a fraction of the dose, and people don't know them. So they're not likely to get a therapeutic effect. So first of all, we put in therapeutic amounts like the studies use. Number two, we avoid using things like fillers, binders, dyes, um, things of this nature, so they're very pure, very clean. And so people are sensitive, or some people don't even know they're sensitive, you're taking away that potential allergenic uh, component to it. Very, very interesting. Yeah, and, and again, when folks come to me with medical questions because they hear Dr. Brown and tell them, listen, this is not my field, and, and that's why on, on major issues like that with COVID with vaccines, we point you to other experts. But we'll take calls in this regard as well, as far as COVID, as far as vaccines. 
And if you could just give 30 seconds before the break, then we come back, we're going to go straight to the phones. If you could just give one word of wisdom about our attitude towards COVID today in 30 seconds, what would that word of wisdom be? Well, in a few words, I would just say, be more confident in the design, the God-given design of the body, and use common sense through lifestyle and dietary factors, which definitely have a protective effect. And then use wisdom in terms of using conventional medicines as well when it's indicated. Got it. But again, friends, let's, let's start with the healthy system that God made within our bodies and working with that. It's, it's been absolutely life-changing for me. Okay, we'll take your calls as soon as we come back, 866-348-7884. It's the Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown, your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Thanks, friends, for joining us in a very special edition of the Line of Fire. First time we have ever done this, but our Friday broadcast, joined with Dr. Mark Stengler, and he is a medical doctor as opposed to a Ph.D. in Semitic Languages, now, he's also an apologist. He does outreach all the time and is, is in the Word and teaching. He, he could answer a lot of your Bible questions, too. But he's on with me today to answer any medical health-related questions that you can, as best as you can, over the phone from a distance. And, again, if you haven't gone to vitaminmission.com, it's the place to go for all kinds of healthy life supplements. All right, without further ado, let's go to Donna in Minnesota. Welcome to the Line of Fire. What's your question for Dr. Stengler? Yep. Hello, Dr. Brown, Dr. Singler. I have a couple of questions. Uh, the first one is COVID-related. Um, what is your opinion of the antibody infusion? Yeah, I don't have any problem with it. We've had patients uh, go to private centers when they've had, you know, the beginnings of COVID, and I, I don't have any problem with it at all. Okay. Okay. Next okay. question. I'm in my second second day of symptoms, so I'm kind of yeah, I've been tested. Um, the second question is. With um, mucus or phlegm, like in the throat and such, it seems like I've had this problem. It comes and goes over the years, and mostly like at night, and it's just mm -hmm. there. And if I cough, it's like worse. You know, it's just there at the back of my throat, can't get rid of it. I do try to drink a lot of water. What other recommendation would you have? Yeah, when I hear that from a patient, normally what's happening is the, the patient has undiagnosed other food sensitivities maybe say like dairy products, sometimes wheat creating the mucus as a response, or they have environmental allergies, you know, creating the mucus response. So the mucus response is a normal response by the body into some type of irritation, usually like I said, an allergen or food sensitivity. So a couple of ways a person could deal with it. If the person doesn't have other obvious, you know, environmental allergies, like the sneezing, watery eyes, runny nose, then I'm more suspicious of foods. And I would say for two weeks, try a, a restricted diet with reducing or restricting dairy and wheat products. And if you improve greatly, you kind of have your answer. Um, if you do already okay. have environmental reactions you're noticing, you could use an air purifier in your room uh, during the night because the pollens are highest in the early morning hours. And then third, we have patients use a supplement called N, as a nice, N-acetylcysteine, N-A-C. 
And that's a natural mucolytic. It breaks down mucus, things flow through better. And so those are just some, some things to consider. Okay. And dairy and wheat are the main culprits. Uh, yeah, there, usually. I mean, there can be different ones depending on the person, but by far those are the most common ones that we see with, with patients. And if you improve a lot, then maybe you can just see how much your body can tolerate in those foods and rotate them and while getting, you know, excessive uh, mucus production. Hey, thank you for the call. And uh, Dr. Stengler, as, as Donna was asking her question, I was smiling. If someone was, was watching, one of my smiling. It just, it always fascinates me when someone has expertise in one area and and, and uh, as I listened, I, I remember I sent you a text once of an issue I was having, just shoulder, neck pain, et cetera, and you said it's either ear infection or, or a tooth infection. It happened to be tooth, but I thought, nail that just by text. All right, 866-34-TRUTH. Let's go to Angela in Alexandria, Virginia. You're on the line of fire. What's your question for Dr. Stengler? Sorry. Uh, good afternoon. This uh, call pertains to my... Um Husband, uh, first of all, thank you for taking my call. Um, my husband had a negative reaction to the flu vaccine uh, back in 2009. And um, because of the COVID mandates and stuff, he works for the federal government. And, of course, everybody knows what's going on with that. So we have some hesitancy in regards to uh, taking the vaccine uh, for COVID. So... I was wondering if he could give any other type of, um, I guess, advice or recommendations. Um, because yeah, well, it, if you don't mind me asking, if you don't mind me asking, what was the reaction exactly? Um, he he broke out in in his face real bad with something you would thought it was something like chicken pox or shingles or something, and had the um, high fevers and all, all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's a different type of, well, it depends which vaccine you get. I mean, if you get the Pfizer or Moderna, it's a different type of technology. So, you know, it's probably a very, very low chance that you'd have an adverse reaction. Obviously, you know, his doctor, he has a new doctor he didn't have with the flu vaccine. Maybe you should talk to your doctor about it. I mean, it's possible. You know, he could, of course, have a reaction, but Statistically, it's probably still a very low probability, um, you know, that just because he had a reaction to the flu vaccine, he'll have a reaction to the COVID. I mean, it's possible, something to be concerned about, but I still think the probability is quite low. Okay, so is there any type of, like, I mean, I don't know, um, like a test or something? Um, I guess the only way to find out is until you have, you know, the vaccine and if you, you know, have a, allergic reaction or something because um, we were looking at trying to get a medical waiver but of course mm-hmm. you basically you know uh, have to um, suffer a severe reaction what is it anaphylaxis yeah, probably yeah more, that's yeah, all they, they would say <laughs> yeah unless it's something more like anaphylaxis where you know you can't breathe and stuff like that Your, you know neck swells face swells yeah they're probably not going to you know excuse her from requiring it. I'm not saying I agree with the federal government on that. I mean, um, I don't, but I'm just saying automatically it, it won't work. I mean, I think the good news is if, you know, he decides to get it, I mean, the likelihood is very, very low. But let his doctor know. I mean, possibly they want, would want to have, um, 
you know, he just should stay around the clinic longer if he gets the vaccine than typical, maybe instead of, you know, 15, 20 minutes, maybe for an hour or two. Maybe his doctor would want to have a steroid-like prednisone as a prescription in case he does get a reaction later at home and stuff. So there are some things he could still do to, you know, uh, be proactive. All right. Thank you for the question, Angela. May the Lord give you and your husband wisdom in this situation. Yeah, with, with the mandates, it, it's, it's really a, a very difficult situation for many Americans right now, and one where, where there needs to be some corporate wisdom because so many are facing this. Uh, Mark, you were, you were talking to me earlier today about Quirtizen and COVID. Can you talk to us about that? Well, it's quite interesting. You know, we don't hear anything in the media about quercetin. Quercetin is a natural compound. You find it in foods, say like apples, onions, um, in, different, in different foods. You find it in plant foods. And quercetin has historically been shown to have an anti-inflammatory effect. It's good for allergies. But in 2021, you know, they conducted two studies. And what's interesting, they were in a very mainstream medical journal, the Journal of General Medicine. And what they did is they looked at a highly absorbable form of supplemental quercetin. And the first study was in patients in the hospital. So they were diagnosed with COVID. And basically what happened was the patients got normal treatment, as you'd get in the hospital, and then half the patients got normal treatment along with supplemental quercetin. Uh, and then they kept on it for 30 days. And basically what they found was uh, those who got the quercetin uh, had significantly uh, less length of days of symptoms, and they also had a significantly less um, intensity of symptoms. So they had that study published. And then a second study came out, also in the journal General Medicine, again, using a highly form, uh, absorbable form of quercetin. And this is people in an outpatient uh, study. They were not in the hospital. And so half the people, again, got the regular standard of care. Um, the other half also got, you know, the quercetin. And they followed them uh, for you know, several days, and basically the same thing. They found they had a significantly shortened time of uh, uh, turning, a significantly reduced amount of time converting to a negative test, as well as their symptoms. The severity of their symptoms was greatly reduced. But here's a natural compound, extremely safe. No one seems to know about it. Uh, published in, in you know, people, not just animals, and testing studies. And obviously, it has some pronounced effects, even studied in the hospital setting. So my patients, I have them uh, use quercetin preventatively. There is some research which shows it makes it harder for the uh, COVID virus to attach to your cell receptors. We've heard about these ACE2 receptors that the uh, COVID virus likes to attach to. So it blocks these receptors, making it more difficult to enter the cell and cause infection. So, you know, it's non-toxic. It's not expensive. So I have my patients take it preventatively. And then if they have COVID, I have them use the dose used in the studies which is about 1,000 milligrams to 1,500 milligrams a day um, in, in addition to whatever else they're doing. But to me, it's just a no-brainer. Mm. And, of course, proof of my lack of medical knowledge is the one medicine I, I mentioned, I, I mispronounce. But every day in, in my own diet, I have uh, two or three apples along with other fruit and then a large amount of onions in my salads uh, every day. And this has been daily for seven-plus years. So I imagine... It's helping my immune system, just getting them in naturally. So we got a break coming up, but I guess it's the right assumption. Yeah, that's going to help you. I mean, the question has also been shown in some preliminary studies to be anti-cancer. Now, in this study, though, they did use a very highly absorbable form of quercetin, uh, which you have in your vitamin mission, uh, uh, vitamin mission website, too. 
and you absorb it 20 to 40 times more than typical quercetin. So you get mm. very good therapeutic blood levels. So that probably made a difference too. Got it. All right, friends, check out the supplements. This is this is why we're doing it. It's, it's the one thing I've been so enthusiastic about sharing because I know this is going to help you with your overall health because they're first-class, high-quality supplements, whether it's trying to sleep better, whether it's dealing with arthritis and joints, whether it's dealing with immune system or general vitamins. Go to vitaminmission.com. You use the Dr. Brown code. You get a special discount when you do. Tell your friends, family. We want to spread the word to as many as possible. If you're a pastor, tell your church. They're all invited to go there as a benefit of being friends of our ministry. And then again, with every order, a donation is made to help us get on more stations, reach more people. We'll be right back with more of your medical questions for Dr. Mark Stengler. Stay right here. It's the Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get into the Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Thanks, friends, for joining us today on a special edition of the Line of Fire. You've got questions, we've got answers. But today, I'm joined by my colleague and friend, Dr. Mark Stengler, and he's taking all of your medical-related questions. Just got a text that he and his son Mark Jr. are off to, mo- to the mosque for evangelism. Right after this interview, we, we go every other Friday. All right, friends, if you've got a medically related question, 866-34-TRUTH. Uh, Mark, you go to a mosque. Uh, how, do you, how do you go about doing evangelism there? Well, we wait outside, and when they're done their prayers and stuff, uh, which our time's about 1.15, 1.30, uh, we just you know we start talking to them, have some literature, just try and have some uh, dialogue with them. And then we, you know, talk to them about the historical Jesus, not the Jesus of the Quran. Do you find much openness? You know, we do. We always, there's always some people who will talk to with us. I'd say probably, I'd probably say every time we go, we have about four or five good conversations. Obviously, there's some people who, you know, don't want to talk to us and, you know, say certain things. But no, there's always some people we have some good conversations with. Wonderful. And, and have you seen that you get people thinking as, as you dialogue? Absolutely. When we were there two weeks ago, we talked to some, I think, relatively new converts to Islam. Uh, they were of American descent and really did. We kind of went over the evidence for the historical Jesus, um, you know, Old Testament prophecies fulfilled in the New Testament. Uh, you know, the evidence of Jesus died on the cross and was resurrected contradicts the Quran. And we just say, hey, look, you want eyewitness accounts? You've got independent corroboration at that time by historians. We want to go with something written, you know, 500, 600 years later, which um, contradicts the eyewitness account and the, what history tells us. Yeah, and that's the simple way to ask. You know, don't you want to <laughs> ask the people that were there when it happened versus someone talking about it 600 years ago? All right, a question before I go to the phones. Um, your opinion on the Merck and Pfizer oral COVID drugs versus them versus hydrochloroquine or ivermectin? Well, first of all, I think we look at the most recent data and the hydroxychloroquine and the ivermectin. In my opinion, they definitely show efficacy. Now, I think the problem with these studies when people come up with negative studies, 
when certain people focus on people with late-stage COVID infection, maybe you're in the hospital for, you know, five days, you're on a ventilator and all that, obviously it's hard to, you know, treat no matter what you use. But if you look at people who use uh, these medications like hydroxychloroquine, like the ivermectin, um, uh, preventatively or in the, you know, first several days of COVID, I mean, the literature comes out quite impressive. As a matter of fact, uh, this is in mainstream medical journals now. I have right here from the American Journal of Therapeutics, the July-August edition. So this is very mainstream. And they reviewed all basically the, the, the studies, better quality studies on ivermectin. And their summary is, with moderate certainty, the evidence shows a large reduction in COVID-19 deaths using ivermectin. Uh, uh, has good safety and low cost. And it's likely to have a significant impact on the SARS-CoV-2 pandemic globally. And this is from mainstream medicine. I do prescribe a lot of ivermectin for my patients, as, long, as, well, as well as the uh, quercetin we talked about, the vitamin D, proper diet, exercise, stress reduction, prayer, um, kind of a multifactorial approach. But my patients um, who, are, are, who are not vaccinated, um, I certainly recommend they be more proactive. It is a very contagious disease. And so, yes, uh, I prescribe the ivermectin a lot, along with the uh, supplements we talked about, too. Got it. And, and out, of, out of your supplements, is, is there one that's been the most popular over the years or in recent years, especially with COVID, out of all the supplements that you produce? Yeah, I think there's three. Um, first of all, our vitamin D K2 uh, is used a lot. Why is that? Well, I mean, there's plenty of studies showing that people that have deficient levels or the lowest levels of vitamin D in their blood are more likely to die from COVID. And there's good reasons for that because vitamin D does play a very direct role in how your immune system works and it also helps to control inflammation. And when you look at it, COVID really, you know, kills people or injures people because of the tremendous inflammatory response that is occurring. And vitamin D is one of the natural ways where we can modulate inflammation in a healthy way. Quercetin does that too. It's one of the mechanisms uh, for quercetin. So the vitamin D, very popular. Most of our, our adult patients, they, they take one capsule a day with food. That's 5,000 units of vitamin D. We have the K2 in there because you also, when you take vitamin D, and you enhance your calcium absorption, which is good for your bones, but the body's designed so that vitamin K2 directs the calcium into the bone. Um, and not a lot of people are eating fermented soy products and getting that natural K2. Then second, the immune wellness, which has those very well-studied uh, mushroom extracts like the maitake coriolis out of Asia has astragalus in there too using that for long term immune support and then the quercetin the quercetin you, you know it can be hard to keep in stock we have a bunch of now we actually get that from Europe because we got the form that the published studies use I just told you about the exact form uh, called the quercetin phytosome which actually comes out of Europe so those are the three that people are, are using a lot yeah, and, I, and uh, the first two you mentioned I've been taking uh, for years with uh, personal benefit and help as well. All right, wonderful. Let's, uh, again, friends, you can get these all at vitaminmission.com, and you'll use the Dr. Brown code when you're there. Okay, back to the phones. We go to Naomi in Maryland. What's your question for Dr. Stangler? Hi, yeah, I was wondering if he has an opinion about the use of cannabis and or nicotine in the treatment of dementia. Yeah, I, I haven't seen any, you know, good research showing they're effective. Um, 
matter of fact, I mean, if people, you know, smoke marijuana and so forth, I mean, the studies, including that at Harvard, showed detrimental to cognitive function. So I'm not aware of any good research on that. I mean, there's a few things that have been studied in early-stage Alzheimer's disease naturally. Uh, one is called acetyl-L-carnitine. You can look up the literature on that. Uh, there is some good re- research on that. The other one is called citicoline. Citicoline has research on it for early-stage dementia and Alzheimer's too, too. Now, of course, you know they don't cure the disease. It's still progressive, but uh, those are two of the more reputable things which have human-published research on them. All right. Thank you. Okay, thank yeah. you for the call. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was just listening to two um, videos before I listened to yours, and um, I was listening to, they were talking about um, nicotine receptors in the brain and also mm-hmm. cannabinoid receptors in the brain, and they were talking about treatments um, at specific times of the progression of the disease actually helps improve the the disease itself, and I just wondered why I haven't been hearing more about that. Yeah, to be honest, I haven't seen much of that. I actually had a, an article published a few months ago in the Journal of Neurology where I did a review on CBD, the use of CBD for neurological conditions, and I didn't see any literature which you know showed any evidence of benefit you know, for Alzheimer's. I mean, the thing with Alzheimer's, if you think about it, let's say those items you talked about had some temporary you know, benefit. I mean, it's still not doing anything for why the disease is progressing, you know, with the amyloid plaques forming and so forth as part of an inflammatory response. Um, but there's a very good book written by a medical doctor who did research at UCLA, Dr. Bredson, B-R-E-D-S-E-N, and he had a book called The End of Alzheimer's, but basically goes in there to the published research he did at UCLA by using diet and exercise and certain nutrients and natural hormones and stuff, and how he was able to get reversal of Alzheimer's, which is interesting because that's his specialty, was Alzheimer's disease, and he did at UCLA. So I'd recommend you go to that as a a resource. All right. Thank you for the call and and the response. Um, Dr. Stengler, if if folks want to get your newsletter, your free newsletter that you put out daily with medical updates, advice, what's the best way for them to do that? Oh, sure. Um, i got a few different websites, but americasnaturaldoctor.com, americasnaturaldoctor.com. Got it. All right, so that's where you go to get the newsletter. And then we met, I was speaking at, at a conference and, and doing apologetics, and it's an Israel-related conference. Uh, that was your home church, and each day there were different people responsible for hosting or providing food, so you were all into my diet, like, yeah, this is this is how, how we live, etc. And... Uh, and then I began doing my blood test with you every day, uh, every, every year. So super cos- comprehensive uh, blood test. And remember, friends, w- when I when I started with with uh, changing my lifestyle and healthy eating, I weighed 275 pounds. My blood pressure was as high as 149 over 103. Cholesterol, the bad was high, the good was low, and all kinds of other issues. So when we do these blood tests, your folks will draw between 11 and 14 vials of blood, and then I get a report. It's like 30 something pages. But you've tested thousands and thousands of people, healthy, unhealthy. Where do I fit on the scale in, in terms of, of overall health that you can tell by the blood tests? Yeah, I mean, based on your blood tests, I mean, for a patient 45 and older, you are in the top 2%. If we went more like we went higher, like over age 65, yeah, you'd probably be in the top, you know, 0.2%. <laughs> yeah, and, and so friends... 
all, all to say that these lifestyle choices and then healthy supplements with them, it, the, these really work. This is not just mysticism and guessing, and you can hear the expertise that Dr. Stengler brings to, to all this, uh, the, the depth of knowledge, but it's working with the systems that God set up. That's the, the beauty of it. All right, let's grab another call. Uh, we go to Bobby. Hang on. Just trying to go to Bobby in Texas. There we go. You're on the line of fire. What's your question for Dr. Stengler? Yes, sir. Uh, can you hear me okay? Sure thing. Amen. Well, I am calling in regards to the, uh, uh, the vaccine. Can this uh, vaccine for COVID-19 uh, cause a side effect called transverse myelitis? Uh, if I'm understanding this correctly, it's injury to the spinal cord. Can can the vaccine do? Uh, can it cause something like that? Yeah, I haven't seen anything on that. It certainly is not a common side effect, you know, of any of the RNA vaccines. So um, I, I don't know if it's you know a rare one. I mean, the, you know, the main vaccine or COVID vaccine risks are blood clots, bleeding disorders, and myocarditis, inflammation of the heart. Again, and that's still in a you know, very small percent of people. So, But no, I have never heard about the myelitis uh, side effect. All right. Hey, Bobby, obviously if it's out there, it's nothing that, that is common. Hey, thank you for the call and the question. All right. We come back on the other side of the break. We're going to get to as many more questions as we can. Again, uh, any health-related question, medical-related question, nutrition, how the body works question, this is the man to ask Dr. Mark Stengler and to get your special discount on all of the health supplements that Dr. Stengler's organization produces, plus a donation made to our ministry with every order, go to vitaminmission.com and share this video, share this podcast with your friends. It's The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Thanks, friends, for joining us on this special edition of The Line of Fire. You've got questions, we've got answers, but medical and health questions rather than the normal Bible, theology, apologetics, culture, Israel questions that we take on Fridays. I'm joined by Dr. Mark Stengler. Again, visit vitaminmission.com. Find out about all the healthy supplements available there. We go back to the phones with Kendall in Fort Worth, Texas. I'm in Fort Worth right now. Kendall, welcome to the Line of Fire. Hi, Dr. Brown. Thank you for taking my call. My sure question thing. is, I've, I've been having water retention, like puffiness in my hands and my feet, and every so often it just hurts really bad, especially like if I'm outside in the heat. And one day I was drinking like a body armor, and I realized that as I was drinking it, like my pain started to go away. Um, so is that type, some type of deficiency I have or... What do I do with, like, the water retention and the aching in my hands and feet? Right. I couldn't I couldn't hear. What did you say that you, you were drinking that was helping? It was a body armor. Um, oh, body armor. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, it certainly okay. could be you're most likely low in potassium. you got to have a balance between your sodium and potassium. 
Um, that certainly could be an issue and why you know some benefits, perhaps that, you know, drink you have had, you know, adequate potassium in it. Um, some people, about 10% of people are salt sensitive, which means they get water retention really easily with, with uh, more than just average amounts of sodium. Most Americans don't realize you only need to have about, you know, around 2,000 milligrams of sodium a day. Uh, the average American, when you look at studies, they're getting more like 4,500 from eating out, eating oh. packaged foods. So you really should try, uh, you know, in conjunction with your, with your doctor's supervision, try a lower sodium diet. Start analyzing what you're getting for salt in your diet. You might be surprised how much you're getting. And so you could get better control, um, you know, over your water retention. Obviously, from a medical perspective, we're always thinking about other things, too. I mean, how's your kidney function? How's your liver function? When someone has water retention, how's their heart function? I don't know your health history, but if you're relatively a healthy person, you probably just have an imbalance between the amount of sodium you're getting too much, which is very, very common in America, and then not enough potassium. You're not getting enough potassium-rich foods, you know, a lot of the, the fruits and vegetables, uh, possibly. So that's something you should look into. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you for the call and the questions. 866-34-TRUTH is the number to call. Let's go to Chad in North Carolina. Welcome to the Line of Fire. Uh, yeah, I had two questions, and um, the first one was, if you have to take the, the vaccine, um, what what would be the recommendation as far as what you guys have found to be the safest? Um, and the second thing is, I'm in the I'm in the military, and I'm basically uh, we've all been told that we have to take it or we're going to be um, kicked out. And then uh, for all the years we've been in, no benefits or anything like that. Mm. So that's yeah, more from a moral well, standpoint of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, a couple of things. Maybe if I could, Michael, I just want to comment on one thing, which, you know, I think our, our media and government really is just a boat on. And that's this fact of uh, natural immunity. You know, it's pretty interesting to think that if you actually go to the. NIH website, they have a January 26 post in 2021. The headline says, lasting immunity found after recovery from COVID-19. Because immune systems of more than 95% of people who recovered from COVID-19 had durable memories of the virus up to eight months after infection. The results provide hope that people receiving the COVID vaccines will develop similar lasting immune memories. We now know it's probably more like six months. So I think it's just a shame you know, for people who had COVID and maybe like, you know, this person here in the military before they had vaccines and went through it and, you know, he's, he's, he doesn't want to get it, but he's kind of being forced to. So that's, I think that's really unscientific, really unfair. But to answer your question, no one really knows. I mean, we don't have any research, you know, what to do. So what we do with our patients, you know, uh, preventatively, theoretically, you know, and I have patients who get vaccinated and those who don't, and I just support them what they want to do. Um, I do have my patients that are, you know, very high risk. I do, you know, because we have good relations, so I tell them they probably should consider uh, the vaccine. I, for example, the other week I was talking to a patient who's 68 years old. He's got diabetes. He's about 80 pounds overweight. He's got high blood pressure, and he's a smoker. So I mm. said, well, you're probably one of the people <laughs> that should definitely strongly consider getting it. But that being said, what we do for people preventatively, we have them take glutathione. Glutathione is a nutrient made of three amino acids our body makes. You also get it in foods, uh, like in vegetables, like uh, apples and broccoli, for example. 
And it does help our cells to detoxify. And it also is very unique. Uh, God has this design in our body where glutathione actually helps with a genetic repair, DNA repair, and so forth. It also supports liver and kidney detoxification. So I'm a big fan of glutathione. I think making sure you're well hydrated and, you know, for that small risk of blood clots, um, you could talk to your doctor, but you could take aspirin. A lot of our patients take high-dose fish oil as a natural blood thinner. Um, so these are just some, some things to consider. And and if, if there was one vaccine out of the, the major ones available that is considered or in your opinion, is the safest or the best? Would you recommend anyone if, if Chad has to get vaccinated? Yeah, I, I'll give you my thoughts on it. Um, I mean, I had COVID and I have natural immunity, so I don't, you know, I'm not considering the vaccine anytime soon. But when I talk to my patients with this kind of quandary, and again, the problem is, you know, information is changing all the time. Um, for me, if I was to get one, I'd probably get the J&J only because it's one shot. It's not using the new technology, um, but, you know, it's not without risk, too. So it's, it's a good question. It's a hard one to answer. Got it. And, and Dr. Collins resigning from the NIH, uh, what are we to make of that? Well, um, I think they have a lot of questions to answer. I think they need to answer why they, spent, they spend billions of dollars every year uh, from the American taxpayers, and we're not seeing anything on people you know, there may be 100 million Americans who have natural immunity. Um, where's the studies on that? Um, where's the studies on masks and what kind of environments are they effective or not effective? I mean, a lot of basic things. Why is it we're going to end up having more people dead from COVID this year than the previous year? You know, if, if you know, everything's headed in the right direction. Um, on a personal level, I'd really love to spend one hour with him. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's a little bit off topic. I'd love to spend an hour with him and ask them, why in the world would you believe in Darwinian evolution from a biblical perspective and, and scientific perspective, because neither supports that type of viewpoint. I uh, sure would like to, you know, share with them for an hour, but not likely I'll get that chance. Yeah, hey, perhaps the Lord will open the door. I mean, his own story of coming to Christian faith is important, but then the questions about some of the evolutionary views obviously are, are troublesome for many. Let's see if we got time for... One more quick call. Uh, Beth in Oakland Park, New York, if you could dive right in with your question, time is short. Thank you. Yes, uh, doctor, I would like to know if, uh, do you know if the vaccines could affect balance in a body? For example, I have some fibroids and I, my job is basically harassing me, um, but that, you know, I'm balanced right. something hormonal. All right. Did you catch that? Could the vaccine affect hormonal balance? Um, you know, there's not a lot of literature on that. We do know that, you know, some women's menstrual cycles change for a period of time. So obviously there can be a hormonal effect, whether it's lasting or not. I mean, I don't think anyone knows. I mean, if you want to get the vaccine, you have uterine fibroids. I mean, I would not get it just because of that condition. I mean, I'd be more concerned if you got, you know, history of blood clots, you know, bad vaccine reactions in the past, autoimmune conditions. Those would be, you know, uh, more concerning to me. Got it. All right. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Uh, sorry, we, we don't have time to get to, to more calls. Uh, go to AmericasNaturalDoctor.com. Sign up for Dr. Stengler's newsletter. It's free. 
You'll find it super informative with medical information and practical advice. And again, Dr. Stengler, uh, obviously holistic treatment is the best people, living a healthy lifestyle, eating well, exercising, that's important. But right now, if you were just recommending to our listeners and viewers the, the most important health supplements, if they're concerned about COVID, I know we talked about this earlier, but just one more time, if, if you're going to recommend the most important things that, that you'd encourage folks to get from vitaminmission.com, what, what would those be right now? Yeah, absolutely. It would be the uh, quercetin phytosome, the immune wellness, and the vitamin D. That, you know, get working on your diet and exercise. People have the biggest problem with COVID are those who are overweight, have high blood pressure, and diabetes. So, you know, those are the things, you know, people need to uh, focus on. And last thing, we've just got 45 seconds. Uh, Obviously, you've got a sharp mind. You're medically educated. You're well-versed in a lot of scientific issues, and you've, you've looked at creation, apologetics, all that. Do you really think that those that believe in natural Darwinian evolution are, are, are really believing in a system that simply is not scientifically supported? Oh, you're absolutely correct. I mean, and basically what I tell people when I'm talking to other doctors, scientists, I tell them the truth. We're in a post-Darwin era. The science has shown Darwinian evolution doesn't work. Any, anything that's built on trying to, to build a higher-level organism out of random mutations, which is basically coding mistakes in our genome. I mean, it's 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 laughable. You know, that's it's an impossibility. So Darwin evolution's dead now. You know, the die hard Darwin evolutionist proponents. Yeah, they, they may long. they may die hard. Actually, yeah, we're we're at a hard break out of time here, but it may die hard, but it is dying because truth will ultimately triumph. Hey, Dr. Stanley, thanks so much for joining us. It's a joy to work together. Thank you. God bless. Another program powered by the Truth Network.